0: Quantum Lapis had such crazy things happen behind the scenes just to get this show made. I kind of want to start with that before we head into the actual plot of the episode. Sure. So I think it was like 2020, Scott Bakula, he teased the fact that the show was going to be rebooted. Mm -hmm. They got Donald P. Belisario, He was, I think, the original director for the series, as well as the original producer and writer, Deborah Pratt, to make the pilot for this. So what happened was, was they made the pilot and then NBC saw it and they greenlit it and then... Then they wrote two episodes afterwards, and they made three episodes. And what happened was they decided to kind of scrap it almost. To shelve it or scrap it? Well, what happened was was they changed the showrunner. They took the pilot that Donald P. Bellisario made. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only episode that he worked on. And they decided to save that for later. And then what they decided to do was they decided to uh, kind of reshoot the pilot, rewrite it. Thor Fruidenthal, who is someone who has worked on a ton of kids' movies. I was It was weird. He's worked on, like, Hotel for Dogs and Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Even doing things like The Expanse, Quantico, The Tick, La Brea, Supergirl, The Flash. Like I said, all across the board, they decided to give it to him. He rewrote the pilot, and that's what you saw. But I think
1: the big question that— So they got rid of all f- the first three episodes that you were talking about originally made. They didn't keep any of that.
0: Well, I think that they kept
1: the pilot. That but You the, just Donald- said they reshot the pilot.
0: They reshot the pilot, but they kept the pilot that Donald P. Belisario made, yes. and they decided to
1: save that for a later episode. Oh, so they're still going to use yes, they're still like gonna they're going to write it. around it to a point where they can still use. Yeah, I that think it's episode. going to
0: be episode three. Weird.
1: So yeah. is there going to be an age difference? Like, are you going to be able to tell the characters are significantly younger?
0: I mean, maybe, but I think they shot around at the same time. Raymond Lee said that the episode that Donald P. Belisario made was his favorite that they shot. It has something to do with wrestling. I think that's a callback to the original series. But the big question that everyone keeps asking is, is Scott Bakula going to return? And I'll leave that as a cliffhanger because I do want to hear. And so
1: will I, because I know the answer. <laughs> well, yeah, but here,
0: just jump into the episode. You don't believe
1: me. Um, also, oh, you, this may okay. this may um, have spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, just giving you that <laughs> heads up. Quantum Leap, the pilot here, it's called July 13th, 1985, which is not when the original show came out. The original show came out in like 1989 and it actually took place, I think, in 1995. Like it took place in the near future for them. Right. Ran five seasons, 1989 to 1993. Mm -hmm. So here's the establishing facts they lay down for you in the new pilot. In 1995, Dr. Sam Beckett vanished. That was Scott Bakula's character. He threw himself into an accelerator and he did that because he had like had a bunch of government funding that he was going to use to like time travel. But then, the bills started coming due and the government was like, hey, where's the research going? We don't see any results. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go back in. (laughs) And so then he disappeared, right? Right. (laughs) Threw himself in the machine, was never seen again. And we know what happened as the audience of the first series, I guess. Um, I only ever saw like one episode, but I think it was like the highest rated one of all time. And uh, But then in present day now, 2022, it's a new governmental task force that's been assigned a bunch of scientists to research his old, uh, Sam, Dr. Sam Beckett's old research to um, perfect time travel. Right. Okay. So then we meet our leads, starting with Dr. Ben Song. He is celebrating his engagement to – Addison Augustine, who I also assume is a doctor. I assume they're all doctors. Yeah. Uh, all their friends are at the engagement party, which conveniently, they're all the people from the task force. So mm-hmm. your only friends are your work friends, apparently. Yeah. And so we meet Ian, the programmer, Jen, the security lady, Magic, who is the boss. Right. So I just want to say you because
0: you have mentioned everyone kind of that's the big role in this. Do you recognize where Raymond Lee is from?
1: raymond lee looks like the equivalent of randall park um i think that they could play brothers in something if they wanted to but no he was in top gun
0: maverick kevin can fuck himself made for love and uh, uh, same as like the writers and directors for this it seems like acting is all over the map you have addison augustine i played by caitlin bassett this is her first acting role uh, Ernie Hudson, who plays Herbert Magic Williams. He was in the original Ghostbusters. And then you have Mason Alexander Park as Ian, who was in Cowboy Bebop, and The Sandman, both shows that we've done for this podcast, but wasn't in any episodes that we've seen of it.
1: So. Well, I'll tell you now, the acting's not much to write home about, uh, mostly because it's all pilot script. And right. so there's not much to, like, actually act through. It's a lot of exposition, and also people are just getting to know their characters. So I'm not going to judge too harshly, but it was meh at best. Okay. Uh, Then we've got Lizzo playing in the background for this really like it just to drive in the point for us that we're in 2022. Also. Lizzo was playing in that uh, Bad Sisters show that we did. Yes. So honestly, like she's just popping up everywhere. She's going to be in everything for else. For the yeah. next like five years, and then it's just going to disappear. And then when there's a time travel show coming back to now, it's always <laughs> going to be represented with Lizzo songs. I'm not kidding. It's one of my cons. Not the Lizzo part, but for how they represent the 80s and this like shade right, man. Right, I've heard about that, yeah. It's not just this show. Every show does it. But yeah, so Dr. Ben, that's our main character. He makes this mushy toast comparing his love to Addison and his relationship to her as these quantum entanglement thing where like two particles that are so closely tied together become one. And it's just like, (laughs) ugh. At that point, I am zoning out within the first five, 10 minutes of the series. Oh. It is weak. It's syrupy. It's cheesy. It's sappy. And it's starting to drag. And In that's... the first five to 10 minutes, it's yeah, starting to drag. Yeah, because I don't want to see an engagement party where everyone's just kissing up to one another. But then they concentrate on Dr. Ben Song's face as he's looking at his 2B wife. And it turns sort of misty-eyed because he loves her. And then it turns regretful. And then you're like, okay, he gets a text and he has to go. And the next thing we know, he snuck off to jump into the past using the prototype accelerator. So, so he, this, got- he, he is about to get married, and instead of going through with that, he decided, I'm out of here, and <laughs> he goes into the past. Did he, like, get, like, a, a second, like, thought or something like that? No, it's he where just- he gets this text that's like, we need to do this now. So clearly it had been, like, forethought, pre-thought. Uh, yeah, it was premeditated. <laughs> uh, so then the show really begins. I think this is sort of where we're going to mostly see the uh, week-by-week episodes, because Ben wakes up in a different person's right. body. So this is so it's not gonna have a story arc is what you're saying it just seems like this is going to be oh it'll kind of... have a story arc it'll just be on the side okay. until it comes down to like the finales and that's kind of what the original show was like as well that doesn't surprise me at all ben is in this truck driver wait it's not a truck driver it's actually a getaway driver think baby driver right getaway driver okay. yeah except this guy's like normal aged <laughs> yeah. for a getaway driver and his name is nick and uh, he, it is now July 13th, 1985. And how do we know this? Because Bowie's playing on the radio. We see the Goonies is playing in the theaters. St. Elmo's Fire is playing in the theaters. There's people with cassettes. There's people waiting outside telephone booths. And there's Live Aid posters on the walls. Oh, wow. Yeah, they Wait, just wanted to throw aid. everything.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Live Aid to the 80s.
0: No, I was thinking about the Queens,
1: like, Live Aid that they did. I think that was 1983, though. But, yeah. OK, so, well, I don't think it matters. That's the thing with these type of shows. Is like, it's like it's the 80s and just throw it in there. <laughs> I don't care if it's two years old. I this saw
0: point. I was like kind of inaccurate how they showed Philadelphia back in the yeah, 1980s. But
1: OK, so anyways, then Brian is this guy who's sitting next to him, which is apparently his friend. He's the dude in the passenger seat and he tells Nick, I'm ready. And he's going in and he puts on a ski mask, like one that you would commit a robbery with. And he runs in and it's broad daylight. So you'd think like he would have waited with the ski mask to go into where he's going. Like he maybe he's afraid of security <laughs> cameras, but it's the '80s, so I don't know how many outdoor security cameras there would have even right. been. Right. Yeah. Anyways, so Ben, or, or, so Ben, I'm gonna call him Ben because it's it gets confusing with him being Nick now. Yeah, just be Ben. Uh, yeah. So Ben is confused. He doesn't really remember much. Addison pops up, his fiance now, and she. Is we find out uh, later that she's a hologram from the future kind of there to guide him. Right. But because Ben doesn't have any memory of who she is, she has to explain this from scratch. But before she really gets into the nitty gritty, that's when the robbery occurs and everybody comes running out of the building and is like – what are you doing out here, Nick? You gotta get back in the car. And so Nick gets back in the car and he's never driven stick shift in his life, but then he gets to outrun some cops in a car chase. Wait, scene. so he just suddenly does know stick shift? Addison has to tell him how to how to like change it into the first gear, and from there it's all him. Was this played for a <laughs> comedy someone, set though? Uh, I mean, more action, like look at what we can do. And so like there's this little chase scene and then he escapes and there's only one cop car (laughs) chasing them, apparently. (laughs) And long story short, you got this group of criminals who has stolen a suitcase now of C4. And their plan is that they're going to set off a car bomb outside a museum party later that night. And by doing that, it'll cause a distraction for all the security to go out there while they steal and swoop out the Hope Diamond. And the Hope Diamond is just like a very expensive. That seems so convoluted. A lot of this seems rush. also. Well, the ringleader's name is Cole, and he looks like the main dude from The Cleaning Lady. In fact, I thought it was him, and then I Googled it, and it wasn't. (laughs) But the real focus of attention is Ryan, because Ryan, as the best friend, has to be redeemed for his part in the robbery for Nick to have to help him. Because the whole point of the original show, as Addison put it, was that Sam Beckett would have to put right what once went wrong in order to jump into the next body. And their plan from the future is to have him jump again back into his original form at home so that they can bring him home. They don't know why he left. He doesn't know why he left because he has amnesia, and they're trying to figure that out. But anyway, so him and Ryan are talking to one another, and we find out that Ryan's had everything in his life go wrong lately. His wife is sick, he has no insurance, he's broke, the banks are foreclosing on his restaurant, he has a young daughter, you name it, they like they, they threw the whole kitchen sink. Right. So Ryan and Nick have this long discussion, and it's like, you should really just not do this because it's a crime. <laughs> And does, that, does that convince him? Sort of. It does. Oh, wow. And, but then right as Ryan is about to say, tell Cole that he doesn't want to do it. That's when they're like, you know, Nick's been acting a little strange lately. That's what Cole says. And he's like, we found out that he's actually an undercover cop. And oh. so <laughs> And Nick doesn't know this or Ben doesn't know this. So that's when Addison tells him we didn't we didn't find anything for this Nick guy. And this explains it. But my question is, how did the Cole in 1980s group of people find out that he was an undercover cop but the supercomputer in 2022 couldn't figure, couldn't it, figure out. it out yeah, yeah. That's Strange. anyway so they they kill him they kill him no but that's what they really should have done like <laughs> this guy knows everything so instead of killing him they they decide to do the next best thing which is incapacitate him they don't incapacitate him. They it. don't incapacitate him. <laughs> they don't knock him out. They don't do that. What they do is they zip tie him. And for real, they do zip tie him, but just by the the, the cuffs. And just around like a really weak little uh, in the restaurant. Why not do his feet as well? Nope, just just the hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he doesn't even need any like supernatural help. He kind of just like figures his way out of them. Like Addison's like, you got to add a little tension. And he's like, great. <laughs> so he breaks free of those. They're at the museum about to rob the place. He pops up at the museum. Oh, I missed the part where Addison says to him that she confides in him that originally the plan was that she was supposed to be the person jumping and that he was supposed to be the um. person that guided her, which was a little touching, probably the most emotional the show got. But instead of calling the police now that he's free, Ben has decided that he needs to save the day himself so that he can save Ryan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the museum, somehow gets into the party with everyone else, and then he knocks out one of the baddies, and then he decides to dance with another one. And so when he's dancing with that other baddie, who is at this point very confused and trying to figure out why he is not... calling in the authorities to, like, arrest them. He then starts to monologue, you know, like, villains monologue. Oh, no. Yeah, but this is the good guy monologue <laughs> until he realizes that he fucked up because he says something like, I know the future, and she says, future this, and she pulls out a gun and, like, shoots it in the air, which did not happen, apparently, in the original timeline. So he knows he fucked up. He has to go outside and toss the bomb in the car down a sewer, which then explodes Reminded me this a little just bit of seems ridiculous.
0: This really does just seem ridiculous. But then
1: all the bad guys get arrested and Ryan is saved. He apparently all the townspeople are so uh, impressed by the fact that he turned in these bad guys that they they don't even really get him in trouble at all. And that's where the show ends. And Ryan, uh, and Ben jumps. Yeah. Ben jumps. OK, so but wait, that's not it. So when Ben jumped, that's when the future people were supposed to pull him back. Right. Right. <laughs> But that's not what happens. Apparently, they get an internal syntax error, like something you would see of on a 1990s computer, yep. which might be part of the uh, operating system that Ben installed before he originally jumped. Right, yeah. 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 But we don't know anything about that because Ben also cleared the tapes before he jumped, and he has no memory of why he did that. And so the future people or the present people are trying to figure out exactly what happened. And what they're able to gauge after a while, uh, magic finds out that the boss is able to find out that Al Calavici has to do with it. Um, Al Calavici Calavici from the original was the original, yeah. But his daughter wanted to be part of this task force. Janice Calavici. Yes. So they're thinking that she helped Ben do whatever he did at the beginning of the episode and then ben also left uh, addison this this vague incomprehensible like get out of jail free card for the writer's room because what he does <laughs> is there, he, she finds his phone addison does and it just basically states i can't tell you why i did this it's bigger than both of us mm. period 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 a bunch of other dribble yeah it, and, and then we find out that ben is actually in space he's an astronaut now he doesn't know. He, he's actually being launched into space at the end of the episode. Oh, okay.
0: Interesting, yeah. because there is a Quantum Leap episode. Um, I think it's kind of famous, actually, where Dr. Sam Beckett turns into a chimp, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing a lot of like tests on him because of the fact that he's going to be shot into space. Wow, so, so they, be- they
1: did the species <laughs> jump yeah i don't think they did that too often
0: though yeah i think it only happened a couple times in the uh in the show but i think it was like season four so that might be a connection to
1: that i don't know but is that where the episode ends That is sort of where the episode ends, and I have my theories about it. I also have my pros and cons, and I have my connections to other shows that I have. So whatever you want to get into first. Also, I know you probably have some more production notes. Yes, I have actually a
0: game. This is based on the original series. Uh, Four episodes uh, that could have happened. There's one that's a lie. So three of these episodes did happen. One of these didn't happen. In season two, episode eight, October 14th, 1964 is when it takes place. Sam leaps into the body of a young man with an intellectual b- disability, and he makes it his mission to keep his alter ego out of a mental institution. That could be one of the episodes. The next one was one that takes place in season three. Sam jumps into a divorced mother of three. <laughs> that's all it is. And then the third one is Egghead. That's the name of the episode taking place April 25th, 1965. Sam jumps into this a... This fake. Huh? Sam Don't. jumps into a popular college athlete's body and finds his double had roommate has dealings with gangsters. And then the fourth one is the season three finale. Sam leaps into the body of an electroshock therapy patient, making him channel past alter egos. Uh, Bacula won a Golden Globe for this, and some see it as his best work that he's ever
1: done. Ooh, it's either that one or the previous one. But you're saying one is fake, right? Yeah, one of these is fake. Okay, I'll go with number three, and then number four, if not that. Number three was the fake one that was an Egghead. episode
0: of Sliders. Yeah, <laughs> Egghead. I was wondering if because of the lack of detail
1: that I had in the second option, if that was going to get you. It reminded me, the didn't. second option reminded me so much of the Star Trek one where Kirk, like the finale, I think, of Star Trek where uh, Kirk was transported into like a hysterical woman <laughs> and the hysterical woman was transported into his brain. And then there was like, a people did not like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I remember. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go into your pros and cons. Uh, my pros and cons, all right. So for my pros, it got a lot done. The present storyline, I didn't even go into much because I kept flipping back to it and trying to give our characters more depth, mm-hmm. the, the Ian and the Jen and stuff, right. but it was so cheesy. It was just the most simple, inane like stuff, so it really doesn't need anything other than these guys are like a family to one another. Right. In that way, it's like the Lazarus Project because in that, the people who are tasked with having to go back and change time are all sort of connected and, and have like a really strong bond, and that's what makes the betrayals that happen in that show so strong and cool. This, I don't see it being that good though. Like Lazarus Project is definitely going to be the better time travel show to come out in the last year. Uh, the second pro I have is they didn't omit the first show. So they could have just pretended like Scott Bakula didn't exist. Right. Yeah, or okay. just like rebooted completely and just like this was a new version, like named him the same thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. And I'm happy about that. Third pro is that it's a weird back to the future connection. So like in the first movie, I think he jumps back to like 1956, like mid 50s. And he and the present timeline for him is 1985. And in this, I think the first episode of the original series had the guy in, like, 19, it jumped back to 1955, 1956 as well. Right. And in this one, he in this episode, he jumps back to 1985. Yeah. So, like, the years are matching. And so I just, I, I don't know if that was on purpose. But, but I, think it, I think it was. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. Uh, and then the last one was that it leans into the science more than the original. So the first one, it was campy, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously, Yeah. Yeah. And and so I give the show a break for that because it wants to uh, have a little bit of that in it as well. But at least it also tries to teach us something, not real science at all, but like at least it tries to give us a basis for what we're watching so that we feel more invested, I guess. Right. And
0: and just talking about the campiness of the original, I know TV Guide, I think in 2004 and 2007, rated uh, the original Quantum Leap
1: like number 14 and number 19 in terms of the top 20 cult TV shows. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, My cons are here, though. Uh, It feels like it lacks energy. Um, Again, it has a lot going on, but it feels like those are just going through the motions of what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. It felt very pilot-y in that way. The present storyline felt unnecessary. I kind of just said that. Mm -hmm. And the plot holes that I I will mostly omit, but, like, the zip tie thing, uh, learning stick shift in two seconds, the supercomputer not realizing that this guy's an undercover cop when the bad guys can do it in, like, I don't know, less than an hour. It, it, that stuff kind of bugs you. Again, dire- the guy directed La Brea, which had, if you remember, I said so many files. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I can conf- forgive it for that. And then the first thing I brought up was that the basic staples of different decades. I'm so tired of seeing shows strip down and commercialize our past in like the most basic few traits. And I hate to see it happen because it feels like it's dumbing it down. Yeah. Um, and it's strange. It's not cute. It would be cute if they only did it for, like, every once in a while. But, like, every show does it the same way. Oh, we're going back to the 70s? Get out those wigs. We're going to all have poofy hair. Disco ball. Yeah, Yeah, and a disco ball. (laughs) It's, It's just... Yeah. So I'm tired of that thing, and that's another con. I would overall not past the show, I would give it a five. Okay, a yeah, five? Yeah, on, on a bell curve. So on average, this isn't at all better than any other show that we watch, but it's not like way, way worse or anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, reviews have uh, kind of been mixed as a 50% on Ron Tomatoes, 51% on Oh, audience I got it score, right on the head. <laughs> 4.9 on IMDb. Wow. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was debating about a six. I'm so happy I went with a five. <laughs> I just, I couldn't pass it because I, I can't recommend it.
0: Yeah, IndieWire said, it gave a middle interview. They said at least At its start, the show is built on a comforting kind of diet danger that ensures Ben makes it through to next week relatively unscathed. The Hollywood Reporter talked about how this show needs Scott Bakula to at least make a cameo and be in a lot of the first season finale. Oh, can I can I mention that? Because I do have one theory about the show. They
1: labeled it as clunky. Yeah, but go ahead. So Ben left his party, right? The one at the beginning. He installed that new operating system in the machine. He wiped the cameras. He had that text exchange. And then he left. Yeah. Yeah. But when he left, he gave that like teary eyed moment with his, with Addison, the same moment that you see in Tom Holland's face when he's about to sacrifice his, mem- the memory of Spider Man or himself to his friends. Right. Yeah. So he's about to sacrifice himself, like he said in his video, to the greater good. Right. Now, what I think happened is I think Scott Bakula's character, the one, Sam Beckett, yes. yeah, that he kept jumping and that he jumped into someone in modern day. Mm, I know that he can't jump. I don't think he can jump into the future or I don't remember if he could jump in the future. But now that we're up to modern day, he might be able to have jumped into someone in modern day and contacted Ben or um, what's Al's daughter. Yeah, yeah, Janice. And that way they had talked to each other. And Sam was the one who gave them the new code. Hmm. That's my thinking is that the only way they could have reprogrammed the machine is if Sam helped him. And then so like, that's what Ben can't remember now either is why he tried to help. But like in the end, by the end of the season or the end of the series, it's going to not only bring back Ben, but it's also gonna bring back Sam. Because I think that they didn't actually close off the series that way in the original. Well, like, yeah, no.
0: So in the original, he doesn't uh, – it's doesn't, called Mirror Image. He doesn't
1: make it back. He doesn't make it back. But he's not lost forever, is but, he?
0: But, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I think he can, he's continually jumping. Here's the situation, though. It comes down to, again, the big question is, will S- Scott Bakula – come back and there is a whole lot of information so i'll try to kind of make it yeah but the answer is yes more.
1: he will he will mm. no he will 100 no, because what, what's the show that he's on right now is that cbs or nbc that was uh you're talking about the new orleans show
0: the yes. ncis new orleans first off that ended it did. but that came yeah but i think that was nbc he has exactly he has so he's on contract he nah. has to appear in the show he's because he's been trying to get nbc done and he's been trying to get quantum leap back for himself yes he, oh <laughs> he wanted to be the main character oh. and, and he had dean stockwell on board before dean stockwell sadly passed and donald b belisario on board and they were all going to do it but then NBC just ended there was like a lot of talk between them and it just never got done and what happened was was that you're too old they they <laughs> talked to him and and they did have discussions about him returning for this show yeah but he came out on instagram being like i have absolutely nothing to do with this show like i'm I have nothing for it. And the reason for that is because this was getting so much backlash because Scott Bakula was not on the show that he had to come out with a formal letter being like, I have no connection for the show, but I'm excited to watch it kind of doing all that thing. A
1: lot of people said NBC might have had something for it. And well, a lot of the question people- is, how do you even greenlight it then if you don't have that already set in your contract that you're going to bring back the original guy? Well, I think that he did... Not for the full show, but just for a little bit of it. Because otherwise, you're just not doing the fans enough
0: service. Again, they got Donald P. Belisario to do the pilot, no the one, original
1: guy. No offense, but no one's going to know the person behind the camera.
0: Yeah, I know. But like, that's the thing is that Scott Bakula has said that he has no connection with the show. Now, some people have said he could still appear and a lot of people are still hoping for that to be the case. But just from like a video that very much dived deep into it on YouTube, it just seems like he's not really going to do it, even though the publicist said his publicist said that for the longest time that NBC and him did have talks about it originally.
1: It might not be probability-wise accurate to say that he's definitely showing up, but he's definitely showing back up at some point. And if I'm wrong about that, then the show's probably not going to last another season. So, all right. Well, is that it? Yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.